Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Hello, friends. Welcome to this tradition unlike any... <laughs> Did somebody scream mashed potatoes? That was mashed. What's up, everybody? Welcome in to this episode of Big Drive Energy, brought to you by DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. I am your host, Big Drive Spence, a.k.a. Spencer Smith, here with my, my co-host and legendary brother, Mitchell Smith. What's up, bro? How you doing? I'm doing well, man. Drinking some seltzers, ready for another pod. Yeah, dude, you went and played golf today. So we're recording this. It's Monday afternoon. And some exciting news, we've officially sold out the first DNVR golf tournament. So, so sick. In three words, let's fucking go. <laughs> it's going to be a party, man. It's going to be so much fun. Yeah, we have a lot of good ideas for this tournament. We're going to have close to the pins to win Oakley sunglasses. We're going to have DNVR swag and a bunch of goodie bags at the start of the tournament. Strava is going to be there. Breck Brew is going to be there giving out free beers. We're going to do a long drive competition for an Odyssey putter. So if you missed out on this one, never fear. We're going to have another one. It's going to be bigger and better than even the the first ever DNVR golf shootout. So thank you guys all who signed up, who uh, emailed us and got your groups together. We really appreciate it working through the kinks on that Clava site, but that's brand new as well, created by some some DNVR members. So wanted to work with them, and I think they've done a really good job. And we've done we've helped them optimize their product, and they've helped us with the tournament. So thank you guys all for signing up for that. Um, we got a pretty packed episode today. Going to talk to you guys a little bit about Stuart Sink, absolutely boat racing the field this past week at one of our favorite courses. Like when we did our favorite course, uh, favorite PGA Tour stop courses at Harbor Town. Just a great layout, and when a guy like Stuart Sink can win and guys like Colin Morikawa are up there at the top and other players that aren't, don't hit it as long, you know that it's kind of length-proof. Yeah, and Harold Varner, the the third, actually finished second, which is his best 
uh, all-time career finish, which was pretty cool too, um, being one of the predominant uh, African-American players on tour. And he's really raising awareness for his demographic of people to get out and play golf and get more into it and not make as much about money. So really cool for for him to uh, finish as high as he did. But, yeah, it wasn't near as close as it ended up being. I mean, he only won by four shots. But what was he leading by, six or seven going into Saturday? He was 16 under uh, for the first two days. And I think he was pretty well separated and he was kind of just on cruise control over the weekend. I mean, he hit it really good, hit a lot of really good shots. And um, one thing we're going to talk about also is his son was on his bag, his son Reagan, who's actually been full-time uh, on his bag since COVID started back in 2020. So uh, Reagan, and previous to Reagan getting on the bag, his dad hadn't won in three and a half years at the time, and now he's won twice in the last six months. Or seven months. So yeah, his win this weekend at the Heritage, RBC Heritage, excuse me, was it made him the second. He's he he joins the list with only Bryson DeChambeau as the only two-time winners in 2021. So pretty impressive from a 47-year-old dude with maybe the worst head golf tan that I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah, it looks like a half-dipped Easter egg. You ever do that? Like you. You're trying to go one color on top of the egg, one color on the bottom, so you dip it. Like it looks like he dipped the bottom part of his head and then just left the top. So I don't know if he I know he can afford to do something with that or I know he's got time to lay out on the uh, in the sun, hang out for a little bit, get a little tan on that puppy, so I don't know what's going on there, but mm. and his his son's was pretty bad also. He's falling right in his footsteps like it was fucking blinding me when they took off their hats it was pretty funny but no that was a, a real fun tournament to watch and Stuart Sink I want to say he's he's got to be up there I, I don't quote me on this but I think he's that was like top five oldest players to win on the PGA Tour eh, that might not be right he's like right there I mean he's right on the edge because Phil's that I think Phil's one or I don't even, don't quote me on that either I know Davis Love was older when he won um, he won at Sea Island pretty in the last couple of years, I want to say. But, I mean, there's rarely been players that win at that age unless it's, say, Tiger or, you know, Phil, guys like that. Usually guys that are middle of the road. I mean, even 10, 15 years ago, Stuart Sink was a household name. He was the one who famously beat Tom Watson in the uh, British Open. And he kind of is not even remembered as much for that as Tom Watson was remembered for it because – Watson was in his 50s at the time, I want to say. so. But, I mean, he was a predominant household name in golf 15 years ago, and then, you know, he hadn't heard his name in quite a while. And to see him come back and win a couple times has been pretty neat, kind of reintroduce himself to the golf world. Yeah, well, what I think is amazing about that, too, is not only is it his first overall tour win, but he's also won the RBC Heritage at Harbortown, and that was 17 years ago. His last win was 2004, and he also won it in 2000. So in hindsight, maybe I should have looked back a little further when doing my research and picking picking winners this week. Although we did have Cam Smith, who got in the top 10. He 
was the first round leader. So if you listen to us, but instead of the tournament picks, took first round leader Cam Smith, which is not that's not in our official record. I can't claim that, but he did win the first round. We shot, have picked the last two first round leaders. He shot nine under sixty two. We have Masters, and now oh, wow. so take our winners picks and bet them turn them into first round, first round leader leaders because we're we only got about a quarter quarter of the way there. My golf game's about like all the guys we pick. It starts out decent and then it falls off. Yeah, speaking of your golf game, you went and played Little Red Hawk Ridge today. How was that? It was 32 degrees, and I the front nine wasn't bad, but the back nine was freezing. I couldn't even feel my hands, so that's we don't even need to talk about it. I probably shot about 85, so it was a it was a good time. You know, I I'm not one of those diehard golfers anymore. I used to be about 10 years ago. I'd go out in anything. I'd go out in a borderline tornado, but anymore if it's not nice out i'm i'm not jumping at the chance to play but today i had the day off and i was like fuck it let's do this and um i i wouldn't say i completely regret it so that's always good oh well, that yeah a day at golf is better than a day at work oh 100%. a bad day of golf that's the most cliche saying in golf and we say it probably a hundred times a day working in the pro shop but it really is the truth unless you just unless you break something or hurt yourself on the golf course yeah so let's round out the top five for this past week in talking about the RBC Heritage. We had, um, let's see here, we had Harold Varner, as Mitchell mentioned, getting second place, which is pretty cool for him, his highest finish, and he's kind of coming up in the ranks. And then we had Emmanuel, Emmanuel Emiliano Grillo. Emiliano Grillo. Grillo. And Maverick <laughs> McNeely. And let's talk about a little bit about Corey Connors, man. This guy is playing some unreal golf right yeah, now. Yeah, pull up his stats real quick because I feel like every time I look at the leaderboard, he's in the top five. Yeah, so Corey Connors, since the calendar hit March, which includes the Masters, other than him playing in the uh, – he did not play well at the um, Dell Match Play Championship. But since the calendar hit – Basically, 2021 is when he started killing it. And then... Spencer's stats guy, and he's not very fast at it, so give him a break. I had it pulled up, and then I lost it when I was rounding out the top five here. Um, Let's see. I want to say I feel like he's been in the top five the last two or three weeks. Every time I turn around, he's on the freaking leaderboard. So he's uh, playing his ass off, and... He's kind of the face of Canadian golf now. You got to say, right? Like, yeah, he's he's up to I believe 14th ranked on the FedEx Cup right now, and just every week, like you said, it's whether it's the first round, whether it's the middle of Saturday, he seems to have his name up there again. So he, <clears throat> sweet Jesus. He, so since the start of March, which is where I was originally, he got third at the Honor Palmer. He got seventh at the Players. He got 14th at the Valero Texas Open. He got 8th at the Masters, and he was T4 at the RBC Heritage. So you could, you, you could probably say he's the best player playing the best golf and not winning right now of, oh, anybody, of anybody on tour. Yeah, and he hasn't won in a couple years on tour, so uh, maybe he's a guy that we're going to pick here because he won the Valero Texas Open in 2019. So maybe he's a guy that uh, we, we look at going forward. But anyway, so... One of the one of the things we're really going to talk about today is uh, Stuart Sink and his son got us thinking about some great father son duos, and we'll talk about some great father son duos in the game of golf. There's six father son duos that have won on PGA on the on the PGA Tour, 
and then uh, also get get a little bit out of our, our comfort zone of golf and go into the real the real normal sports world and talk about some great father son duos um, in the real sports sports world. So uh, starting out, gotta give love to old Tom Morris and young Tom Morris. So this <laughs> the, is a, the originators. Yeah, the original the original father son duo. So old Tom Morris is basically the godfather of St Andrews, and he won four Open championships. And then young Tom Morris also won four Open Championships, but he won those back to back to back to back. So pretty incredible feat for any golfer to win. Was it just him and his dad playing against each other? <laughs> it could have been. His I dad wish I was teacher. playing in the fucking British Open back then because there was about 12 players, I think, and none of them could. They were probably topping it and shit, not getting it off the ground. I mean, I'm just kidding, really, because golf is such a different game back then. You can't really compare it to today, but... I mean, Tom Morris, his name will live in infamy for, uh, for not in infamy, that's that's a derogatory term. His name will be known forever around St. Andrews and all over England, Scotland, all over the place. He's designed some of the best, most timeless golf courses in the history of golf. I actually played one of his courses, not a big deal, over in uh, Presswick, over, excuse me, south of Glasgow. So Prestwick was the first, the home of the first ever Open Championship, and excuse me, I was lucky enough to play there. So that was a quite the entertaining round. Uh, there's only one hole left that hasn't been renovated, hasn't been touched at all since the first Open Championship, and it was such a freaking cool hole. And Tom Morris designed that. He designed pretty much any of these big, big name courses you hear about over there. So yeah, that's a. That's a real good one for golf. Yeah, and he so his son when he won his first Open Championship, he was 17 years old. So he went through three years as a teenager winning Open Championships before he finally turned 20 and then won another one. What are some other great uh, golf father son duos? I know there's a lot of them out there, especially now in the last year that have popped up with the uh, the tournament last year where Tiger and his son played. So might as well go ahead and talk about yeah, that. Yeah, I would have to say my favorite. Um, which I his son's not out on tour yet, but I definitely think he will get there, and he's got the talent. Is Big John and Little John? I think that's the most like legendary duo, simply because his son looks so much like him, and he's got so much game already. And he's gonna go to Arkansas. He's gonna kind of follow in his dad's footsteps, and I mean, he's gonna have a lot of the privileges his dad didn't have. He's got the name, he's got the the backing and the money. I'm sure, unless Big John gambled it all away, but. Well, funny story I saw, actually saw on Instagram yesterday or today that John Daly once lost his whole $1.6 million check after winning a golf tournament by going to a slot machine at a casino nearby and pulling it for $5,000 spins every time until he was out of money. <laughs> yeah, that's something I just can't even wrap my head around. I think I'd fill up that place with fucking vomit because I'd be puking everywhere if I'd... I, I mean, I respect people like that because I... I can lose a fair amount of money gambling. Everybody knows we're degenerates responsibly. Um, but that kind of money is just a fucking something I can't wrap my head around when we're talking about gambling. So needless to say, John himself is quite the legend, and uh, his son is going to be legendary in my opinion. I, th I think he'll definitely get out on tour, and I think he will probably win at some point. I don't know if that's a hot take or not, but... He's got all the tools, he's got the backing, he's got his dad, who's got all the experience in the world to help him and be there for him, so 
I love that duo. Yeah, well, speaking of gambling real quick, let's tell you guys about DraftKings Sportsbook app. Great segue. America's top-rated sportsbook app. So basketball teams are now entering the final month of the season. The Nuggets are pushing for that three seed. Looks like they're going to be a lock to play the Lakers in the first round, but I guess we'll get there when we get there. But a lot of teams are still fighting for the opportunity to get into that play-in and, and play for the NBA playoffs this year and their the first year out of the back out of the bubble. And DraftKings Sportsbook is putting you in the center of the action, letting you turn one simple dollar, one little dollar, four quarters, ten dimes, twenty nickels, into a hundred dollars by betting on any basketball team to win their next game. So if that means taking the Nuggets when they're playing um, the Memphis Grizzlies this week or taking the Nuggets when they're playing whoever because they still got Nikola Jokic, Jamal Murray's out, but you're turning $1 into 100 if that team wins. So <laughs> make sure to download that DraftKings Sportsbook app, use the code DNVR, and you'll be able to win $100 off a $1 bet if any team in the in the NBA, in the association, this league, wins their game. So download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use that promo code DNVR and turn $1 into $100 in free bets. So you can use that however you want to put down parlays to bet on first goals in the Avs game, home runs for the Rockies, etc., etc. And you... All you have to do is bet $1 to win $100, and if, if you do that, the, the team of your choosing, all they have to do is hit a three, and you're winning $100 to start that account and taking that account like Dogecoin to the moon. So for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook, you must be 21 or older, Colorado only, new customers only, and restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com Sportsbook for details, and John Daly, if you're listening and have a gambling problem, you can always call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Well, so Spencer, who is your uh, favorite golfing duo? So my favorite golfing duo is going to be a little more low key here, um, and it's. But if you're from Colorado, I don't think it is a little bit more low key. No, it's not. So Kevin and Craig Stadler. So Craig, the Walrus, one of the one we talked about him in the greatest nicknames of golf. He's won 13 times on the PGA Tour and nine times on the Champions Tour. And his son, Kevin, I think they call him Baby, what do we call him? Baby? Smallris. Smallris. So also looks like a walrus, just the son of a walrus. <laughs> um, he won the 2014 Waste Management. So they join uh, old and young Tom Morris as two of the only father-son duos to win a professional golf event. So, And Craig is kind of uh, you know a legend in his own right, but Kevin, I hope Kevin has doesn't have the same career that, uh, or I hope John Daly's son doesn't have the same career that Kevin Stadler's had. Although, if you do win one PGA Tour event, you get exemption for a couple years. You can go make a couple more hundred thousand dollars and maybe just ride now, off. Now it's millions. Right off into the sunset. Well, yeah, I mean, if you win on tour at any point, that's a pretty good feat. Like, I don't think, well, I take that back. I was going to say I don't think people understand how hard it is to get on tour, but I think people do understand how hard it is to get on tour. So, even the fact that John Daly's son is where he is and he's only a teenager and hasn't even gotten to college yet, but to say he's going to go make it on the PGA Tour is kind of a bold statement already because it is like .001%, just like any other sport. And to to win out on tour, that's a very, very high company. So, yeah, I, I, I would say anytime you win on the PGA Tour, if you have a career with one PGA Tour win – that's pretty successful unless you're Brandel Shambly and then you're just an arrogant douchebag. But um, yeah, and they both, li- I think they both live in Denver. 
which is pretty darn cool. Uh, they are one of the very few, well, the only father-son duo from Colorado, but two of the only guys out on tour from Colorado. So uh, pretty cool for the local Denverites to know that they've got two PGA Tour winners around town. I, do they live in Cherry Hills? I would imagine so. Either Cherry Hills or Castle Pines are two of the pretty much main areas for... Oh, yeah. Speaking of Castle Pines, John Daly lived in Castle Pines for a little bit. I don't know if you could necessarily call him a Colorado native or not. I think his heart's in Arkansas, and it just fits him a little bit better than Castle Pines. But anywho, uh, moving on, we would be remiss to not mention Tiger Woods and his son. What is his son's name? Totally spaced it. I talked shit about his golf swing a while back, but... um, Oh, my God. Are we blanking it here? We're going to have to look this up. Wow. Oh, what's his name? Come on. Charlie. Charlie, thank you. Yeah, Charlie is a uh, he's a stick, man. I can't knock him. He's too young to forecast anything for everybody. I just found out his middle name is Axel. That is fucking badass. <laughs> that is super cool. I Okay, I think he's going to make it on tour then. Just strictly off his middle name. Based off his middle name. Yeah, I I, I don't see why he couldn't make it there. He's got even more advantages than John Daly's son. Um, his dad's the goat, and is worth about half a billion dollars. So that kid's never going to fight for a paycheck. He'll be able to be a member pretty much anywhere he wants. And I don't want to get too deep here, but it almost makes it more challenging when your dad is that successful to really have that drive to go out and succeed. You know what I mean? It Like look at Jack Elway, for instance. He played basically quit playing football his freshman year of college. And his dad is one of the greatest to ever play quarterback. And I think – I mean, obviously, we really don't know what it's like, uh, but if I could just take a guess, I think it'd be quite a burden to bear having, not a burden, I mean a good bur- good problem to have, but it'd be a challenge to have your dad be that successful and, and try to follow in those footsteps, because you're either going to look like a giant failure, or if you don't try at all, you're just going to look like a pussy. No. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah, but, you just look yeah. like a burnout. Yeah. <laughs> Like, just living off daddy's money, you know what I mean? But obviously, Charlie could do that if he wanted to. So, we'll see if he ever really has the drive and the want to to get there. And and to go even a little deeper here, I don't know if he wants... He's grown up with basically having the most famous dad in possibly the sports world. He's one of the most well-known people in the world, period, I would say. So, he's kind of been exposed to all that fame and all the... uh, exposure you could say early and so i don't know if that's something he wants something he doesn't want it's a very personal thing and so we'll see what charlie does with his career but obviously if tiger woods has a son they're automatically in the top father-son duos because that's how good tiger is yeah if his kid wins on tour you best believe that's going to be the they're going to rocket launch up to the number one father-son duo and maybe sports history yeah uh moving on to another one from the golf world is uh, and this one's super low key because not a lot of people remember this, especially if you've just started following golf the last couple of years. But Jay and Bill Haas and Jay Haas won nine times on the PGA Tour and seventeen times on the Senior Tour. And Bill's only got six to only got six tour wins. He's doing fine, but he did win a FedEx Cup. I want to say it was two thousand fifteen, and it was just kind of the most random. Like who the fuck is Bill Haas? He won the last tournament of the year, which won him the FedEx Cup, and they were paired together. Well. Jay was the the captain of the President's Cup team in 2015 and picked his son, Bill, as a 
captain's pick and ended up Bill ended up winning some huge points and they won the uh, 2015 President's Cup. Where was that President's Cup at? Do you remember? I do not remember. Okay, that's all right. But yeah, I mean, Bill Haas is kind of in the same category as Stuart Sink, I would say. One of those guys who five to ten years ago was pretty much a household name in golf. Like you said, he kind of came out of nowhere, but he played really well. Um, that entire season. Was that over in South Korea? Yeah, it was Jack Nicholas Club in, Korea, in okay. South Korea. Yeah, that was a super cool one, I remember. Um, just the layout of the course was unreal. But, yeah, Bill Haas, I mean, you probably, I haven't heard his name in years. Uh-uh. And I said the same thing about Stuart Sink uh, when we were watching the, the RBC Heritage this weekend. So he's just chilling probably, I want to say they're like North Carolina natives. Did he go to Wake Forest? Mm-hmm. God, he did. All these facts. Georgia Tech. He went to oh, Georgia he went Tech. to GT. Okay. Um, but, yeah, I think he made like a cool $20 million winning the FedEx Cup that year or something like that. So I think he's doing all right. And, yeah, Jay was one of the prominent players of his time. I want to say Jay won fairly recently. Um, don't quote me on that either. But well, he's won 17 times on the Champions Tour. So oh, yeah. won there he's, pretty recently. Yeah, I think that's what it was. He's one of the prominent uh, PGA Tour players to graduate to the Champions Tour and kind of have a career um, – what is that? Revital revitalization? <laughs> is that a he word? Has career revitalized. Yeah, there. Thank you, thank you. I apparently don't speak English anymore, but um, yeah, they. That's a really good one. I kind of forgot about them. So well done. Well, and one last one, which is kind of the main reason for this this whole podcast after he won this week is so we talked a little bit about it, but Stuart Sink and his son. An interesting fact I found out today from uh, Flyby Cygnus, fucking our boy Michael Harrison, is that. Uh, he's Stuart Sink is actually holds the course record at Riverdale Dunes. Um, oh wow, in, that's super yeah, cool! Yeah, in Colorado, he shot the uh, 63 on the Nike Tour. Wow! Back, like he said, I think he said like 2013, or maybe it was a lot longer than that ago. But he he holds the course record up at one of our favorite public tracks in Colorado. So I, I, don't, I don't want to ruin it real quick, but Josh Seipel shot 61 there last year uh, in the okay. Web.com qualifier. Right, so well, he must have held it for a period of time at least. He had it for a while, but oh, that's really cool! Yeah. I did not know that. And, yeah. and this is so not to get too sad on you guys, but at, um, if most of you guys probably don't know but so Mitchell and I we are our dad lost his life to cancer when we were five and six so we've never really got to have any of these cool father-son moments and uh seeing this weekend watching Stuart Sink with his son on the last hole I'm going to play a little clip for you guys I got a little dusty so this is this is Stuart Sink this is via the PGA Tour app on Twitter but this is Stuart Sink and his dad after he hit the putt and won the tournament Whole family's there. It's pretty, pretty neat. That's, that's and then hearing cool. it from Jim Nance too, you're like, damn it, uh, somebody's cutting onions. I was getting dusty, so yeah. pretty cool to see from Stuart Sink. And and there's a lot more like this in the uh, more on our scale because Mitchell and I have been such close brothers for such a long time, well, since we were born basically. <laughs> um, like Dustin Johnson's brother caddies for him most of the time. We see um, PGA Tour players. Uh, Lee Westwood's wife was on the bag, and then he transitioned to his son, I think, as well. Yeah. So there's a lot of this. Even on our PGA. boy Eric Hallberg, uh was on the bag for his dad Gary quite a bit out on the Champions Tour and the PGA Tour so 
that, yeah, that was a, a very a very different sport in terms of the fact that a father son duo can be in the action basically together as a team. Yeah, all at once. Well, so that if we're transitioning to other sports, like Spencer just mentioned, it's very rare that two guys can be playing at the same time, especially father and son. Obviously, father and son. <laughs> There's plenty of players playing at the same time, but you, you get where I'm going with this. Anywho, Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. got to play on the same team, and I think that is just, like, the coolest thing I've ever seen. Like, it, we've talked about LeBron. I don't like LeBron, so I'm not really going to talk about him, but and possibly Bronny playing on the same team and how nuts that would be. But Ken Griffey Jr. and Ken Griffey Sr. actually did that. And that's one of the very, very few times that's ever happened. So I think that is pretty cool. I don't know about you. But yeah, I think... no. I, I mean, Ken Griffey Jr. is a uh, 13-time All-Star and is widely considered. I saw our boy Drew Creaseman today put out his like top five favorite baseball players of all time, and Ken Griffey was in that. Uh, he's I One mean, of the sweetest swings I've ever seen. Maybe the sweetest, but yeah. other than Carlos Gonzalez. Our yeah, boy. the the, fi- the little pony. Like the right-handed finish with, on a, with a left-handed bat is just so freaking cool. Yeah, another one in baseball, and I was kind of looking up some stats, and, and this might be the most insane stat in, that I've ever heard in the history of, of sports. So sports. you ready for this? Sports, 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 more sports. <laughs> but So Prince and Cecil Fielder. Okay. Oh, yeah. Father-son duo. Prince Fielder took the world by storm a couple years ago. Was hitting bombs out of nowhere. It looked like he shouldn't even be able to be on a basketball or a baseball court. Baseball, oh my God. <laughs> Promise I've only had two Breck Celtics. Holy um, shit. Baseball field. But him and his dad both have exactly 319 career home runs. Wow. To get, like wild. Each of them have 319. Like, I don't. I know how to explain that how yeah. the crazy how crazy that is. So there's your uh, baseball lesson for the day. Fun fact of the day. Honestly, Prince Fielder was one of my favorite guys to watch too. He just got obtusely large there towards the end, and I don't think his body could handle it. Um, one of the great pieces of literature ever produced is Prince Fielder in the uh, Body Issue. He was looking like a big old snack. He was looking like a full-on meal. That's a full-on buffet right there. That's, <laughs> that's not a snack. That's like a, sh- a charcuterie board. No, but it, it. he, he kind of reminds me of like uh, Kung Fu Panda a little bit, Pablo Sandoval. Like He doesn't look like he should be able to move near as fast and near as well as he does. But he did, dude. He got around the bases pretty darn well and played pretty decent first base, if I remember correctly. So. Yeah, that was a great combo. Yeah, it is well done. Well done in my research, and then of course we have two other father son duos. Uh, We have the Splash Brothers and then the Splash Dads. That's (laughs) maybe a little uncomfortable to say on a podcast, but I I just made that up in my head. So Clay and his dad Michael Thompson. Michael played 13 seasons in the NBA, and and he's a two time NBA champion. And then we know what Clay is. Um, Obviously, one of the hurt. Hurt and also one of the maybe one of the greatest three point shooters in the history of the NBA by the time all is said and done if he if he goes and does it another couple of years and then and then Steph Curry and his dad Dell his dad won six man of the year in nineteen ninety three ninety four of course we know Steph is on a hellacious rage right now making ten plus three pointers every single night it seems like what do you have forty six threes in five games yeah something unprecedented yeah. and he's won the MVP twice him and Clay have both won three. 
um, O'Brien trophies as NBA Finals winners. So those are some two two really good combos right there. What about uh, uh, Kenyon Martin and his son? Yeah, Kenyon where Martin. Does, where does his son play? His son plays. He plays for the. The Houston Rockets. Oh yeah, he plays for the Rockets. I yeah. I forgot. I thought I watched him in the NCAA tournament for some reason, but yeah, he plays for the Rockets. So that's pretty darn cool. Is Kenyon Martin's son, Kmart, um, made it to the association, and his jumper I think is better. It's got to be better. It can't be that flat ass line drive that Kenyon Martin threw out there. But yeah, he well he's in the NBA now, so NBA father son is pretty dope. But um, before we get move on from the NBA father son duos, uh, I would be remiss to mention Nikola Jokic and his son Rudy Gobert. Um, <laughs> I think that's a pretty great father son duo. They get to play against each other. Yeah, um, and Nikola just owns him every single time. And the offensive end of the court is just a bloodbath for us. And I mean, kind of the defensive end, but. Joker doesn't even have to guard him. He just kind of pisses down his leg all on his own. <laughs> Unless you put him right under the hoop, he's like, what do I do with this ball? Yoke just needs to change his diaper on the defense and then every time he shits down his own leg. <laughs> one one thing I did think of was how great would it be, because I'm sure Kenyon Martin's son's face is tattooed on his body. What if his son got Kenyon Martin's face tattooed on his body? That's full circle. That is That's full bringing circle, it full circle right there. I don't know. Is that... I wonder if that tattoo is on that, Kenyon's it, neck is his son. It could it, be. It might be. It's yeah. Just, you never know how many kids Kenyon Martin has, though. I don't even know if he knows how many kids he has. So that's <laughs> the, the that's a question Henry, for another time. That's a Travis Henry topic right that's, there. Uh, who's that quarterback for the uh, the Jets for a while? Oh, Antonio Dominic Rodgers. Cromart- or Antonio, Antonio Cromartie. Yeah, I think he had 13 kids with 11 different women, so that's a... That's that'll go down in the history books. His, in my, I, you gotta think his baby mama to kid ratio is very one to one, unlike Philip Rivers, who is very lopsided with with uh, 12, twelve to one, twelve to one odds. Yeah, that sounds like the mines car out of school mines boy to girl ratio right there. <laughs> and then definitely going into the uh, the National Football League, of course Peyton and Eli Manning and their dad Archie. That's maybe don't forget their brother. <laughs> What's his name? Again? I forgot. <laughs> um, Ar- well, Ar- I know Arch. No, no Arch that's it. That's their that's their nephew. Their, their nephew. What's his fucking name? He's a wide receiver in high school or something. Like, can you imagine? I think Family Guy Family Guy did a cutaway of this, but can you imagine being Peyton and Eli's brother at like Thanksgiving dinner? Like, how disappointing. Well, and he did get hurt, so you can't totally knock him. Um, I think he probably would have played wide receiver in the NFL if he wouldn't have gotten hurt. So that's fairly unfortunate. I don't want to, like, drag him, but they're, like, sitting at Thanksgiving dinner, and Peyton's like, oh, yeah, I just won the MVP. And Eli's, Cooper. Cooper, thank you. And Eli's like, yeah, I just won another Super Bowl. And Cooper's like, I took the trash out today. <laughs> like, yeah, that's... I, I smoked the turkey. <laughs> I made the stuffing today, Dad. What do you think? But, no, I mean, that's that's pretty cool, and... I don't know. Ar- we'll see where Arch goes. That's going to be pretty sweet. Too. He's going to be one of the top prospects coming out here pretty shortly. So they like to keep it all in the family, uh, quarterback position that is. But, yeah, that's that's one of the all-timers. Who else you got for the NFL? NFL, uh, clo- super close to home for us as Denver sports fans, I think Ed and Christian McCaffrey. I think Christian McCaffrey is going to, if he stays healthy the rest of his career, could borderline on a Hall of Fame career. You know, the running back position is always a little – 
a little short-lived, but Terrell Davis got in the Hall of Fame after six amazing years. I don't know if Christian's going to put up those kind of numbers and do it in a Super Bowl, but Christian and Ed McCaffrey, of course, won two Super Bowls with the Broncos, one of my favorite players growing up. One of the most I, beloved, like, Denver, like, no, I mean, it was in our DNVR TikTok. He's he's one of the not non-superstar most well-known players around this area, so I think... Yeah, he's he's definitely beloved in this this state for and, sure. Yeah, and now the head coach at North, Northern Colorado and Christian's rocking it in the in the uh, NFL. And then I think their brother, well, their one of their brothers, Dylan, is still at Nebraska. I think he actually transferred. He's transferring to like Louisville or something like that. Yeah, but and then, then Max was on the practice squad for the Michigan Packers. Oh, I'm sorry, oh, Matt. D- Dylan. You're thinking of holy shit. We're playing fucking. Uh, we're playing name we're, that McCaffrey. We're playing word soup here with alphabet soup. We can't fucking figure out whose name is what. But um, yeah, there's four of them, isn't there? Is there three of them or four? I of think them? there's Christian, there's, Matt, Max, Dylan, Dylan, and there's one other one because one was at Michigan. I think that was Dylan. No, that was there's, at Michigan there's four. And he of them. Transferred to Nebraska. I don't think anybody listening wants to hear us argue about this, but no. I swear to God, there's four of them. I think there is four of them, but I think the fourth one just committed this year. I don't think he's that young. Spencer likes to tell me he knows all of his sports, so I want to see if he knows what he's talking about. Um, but, yeah, I mean, Christian McCaffrey is – can we just take a second to uh, say prayers up for the CU football program? Because who was the coach at the time? Um, what was the guy's name? Dan something. Dan, yeah. His son played for the team. Basically, so you have Luke Dillon – Luke – that's who it was. Luke, Dylan, Christian, and Max. And I think... I'm not going to speculate because I really don't know. But yeah, one of them played in Nebraska. Yeah, Luke has committed to play his college football at Nebraska. Max is a wide receiver for the 49ers. And Dylan is currently a member of the Michigan Wolverines. Okay, that's what it is. But I swear, is this article recent? It's in 2019, bro. Dude transferred from Nebraska to fucking unc i swear to god anywho um do you have any other nfl duos for us i'm kind of fresh out i don't know i'm fresh out as well <laughs> well i think we should move on to our uh, our picks for the zurich classic this weekend all right so the really cool thing about this tournament is you don't get to see this a lot on the pga tour i think this is the only event where you get teams so just like there's going to be teams this weekend at the dnvr golf shootout although that is four person teams uh the zurich classic is going to be two person teams and looking at um, PGA Tour.com wrote a little article basically how it works. So it's a team format. It's four rounds, just like every other PGA Tour event, Thursday through Sunday this upcoming week. Um, rounds one and three are going to be best ball, so it's also called four ball. So best ball, for those of you that doesn't know, doesn't mean what you think it means. It's just basically best score uh, on a hole. So two players will play. Basically, a Mitchell makes a birdie, I make a par, we take that birdie for that hole. Uh, and then rounds two and four are alternate shots. So you have to work off your partner. And usually, like, in those situations, you, you, you kind of want to play with somebody that hits it like you do. So we're Mitchell and I are usually a good scramble team, but not usually the greatest alternate shot team um, because we kind of hit different shots, and we're both good at different shots. But um, And in the alternate shot, it's basically... Uh, one player takes all the odd holes and one player takes all the even holes to tee off. So it's not a true alternate shot where whoever makes the putt uh, tees off on the next hole. But then each player plays their own ball through the entirety of the round and the best scores recorded on each hole. 
So the field, there's 80 teams, so there's 160 players, and each of the top players from the PGA Tour priority rankings who commits to this tournament gets to choose their partner, and the partner has to have PGA Tour status unless they have a tournament sponsor exemption. And following the conclusion of the second round, there will be a cut to a low 35 teams and ties at the 35th position. So there's going to be 70-ish to 80 probably players heading into the weekend. And it does award FedEx Cup points and official money and counts as an official victory. So there will be two victors on the PGA Tour this week. Hopefully we're about to give you one of them from the DraftKings Sportsbook, America's top-rated sportsbook app. Um, both players receive two years winner's exemptions on the PGA Tour and eligible, eligibility into invitational fields, including the Tournament of Champions in uh, Hawaii at the beginning of 2022 and the Players' Championship. So this is a pretty big deal, like two players getting into both of those events. Um, and they both basically get into the PGA Championship later this year in the winners category, so they get an exemption to that as well if they the win P- it. The PGA, oh, the PGA Championship, yeah. that's coming up next month. Yeah, so basically the two guys looking to down in New Orleans looking to make their their PGA Championship run this year can get a get a free exemption if they win this tournament. I like that. And so basically. Uh, there's been only been 61 previous official team events with two pros paired together, not pro am. So it's kind of a cool, it's a cool format, and and a lot of golf is really like golf is a, an individual sport, but a lot of the tournaments we all play in, just messing around or fun scrambles or this or that, are all team events. So it's kind of cool to see the PGA Tour players step out of their shell and um, play with another teammate, a guy they may really know really well or be friends with, or a guy that they uh, just got picked with if he was they're playing good golf and he had a chance to pick pick who he's playing with. So, Mitchell, why don't you give us uh, – you got some picks for the week? You got some draft games? I do have some picks, picks. Um, for sure. I kind of want to throw out a couple of unlikely team na- – or unlikely duos because there are certain guys that are paired together that kind of make sense. Like Doug Gim and Justin Suh, they are both like one went to I think Justin Suh went to Cal, and Doug Gim went to Texas. They're both kind of the same age group, you know. You'd think that a lot of the guys are kind of the same age range. Like Henrik Stenson, Justin Rose, they're great buddies. They're playing together. Um, uh, Kevin Kisner and Scott Brown, they're both University of Georgia guys. They're great buddies. I think they both belong to Palmetto. They're playing together. But then you've got teams like, uh, first of all, John Rahm and Ryan Palmer, two totally different. Like, Ryan Palmer, I want to say, is in his early 40s. Rahm's super young. Defending champions of this event, by the way. Yeah, yeah, and they're they're just a very unlikely duo. Like, you look at them together, and you're like, how do you guys, like, have anything in common? And then you've got Scotty Scheffler and Bubba Watson, which is kind of – Scotty Scheffler does look a little goofy to me, so I guess him and Bubba might get along pretty well. Um, and then let's see one other. I noticed another unli- kind of unlikely duo. Is that Ken Ventura and Victor Hovland? I, no, that can't be Ken Ventura. Never mind. I don't really know. Um, anyway, a couple of teams that I really like is actually going to be Scott Brown, Kevin Kisner. They are plus sixty six hundred to win. See so you sprinkle. That's that's odds. Like that's some serious odds. But they're plus four fifty to top ten. Plus a thousand to top five, so I really like them. They're both Southern boys, and I think they've played pretty well in this event. I I feel like they've won it before for some reason, or they've finished right near the top. 
Um, and I know Scott Brown's probably not in form, but I know Kiz is. And he can at least kind of carry him the first day. So I really do like that team. I also don't really mind Justin Rose and Henrik Stenson, if I'm being honest. They're plus 750 to top five, plus 4,500 to win it. And uh, plus 350, or I'm sorry, yeah, plus 350 to top 10. So I would throw a little top 10 on them, plus 350. And then I am going to go for my winners. I like uh, Keegan Bradley and Brendan Steele this week, plus 4,500. I think they're a, a team that they know each other really well. They're really good buddies, and they're both playing pretty good golf, I want to say. So I like them, plus 4,500. And I think they have some past success here also, if I remember correctly. So look for those three teams to uh, do some damage this weekend. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed, so maybe take him for first round leader, top ten, whatever, <laughs> whatever you got. So I've just got two picks this week. Um, of course, I'm going to sprinkle these guys top ten as well, but I have to go back to the well and our our guy Cam Smith, as always. He's playing with Mark Leishman. Both been playing really good golf. Mark Leishman was top ten in the Masters. Couple Cam, of Kiwis. Couple of Kiwis, boy. They're. Uh, that they got that Aussie vibe, Cam Smith. I can't get over his mullet. So I'm picking them. Um, they're the third odds-on favorite to win this tournament at plus 1,400. So I'm going to toss a little bit on that as well. And then for a top five, uh, two guys paired together that have both won in the last year. Um, they haven't played a lot of golf in the last month and didn't show well at the Masters. So I'm hoping for uh, hoping that they're rested up and ready to go is going to be uh, Taylor Gooch and Max Homa. So Max just won a couple of years ago. Taylor Gooch played really well and won about three months ago. So looking for these two guys to come in. Their top five is plus 650. So bet a dollar to win $7 or win $6.50, collect $7.50. So I think those are some good bets this week. Um, I'm taking kind of some stabs. Last week we had a few... We had a few stabs that ended up in the top ten. Uh, Cam Smith ended up in the top ten. Brian Harmon was just outside the top ten. And then uh, my other pick, our boy, uh, Terrell Hatton, sucked sucked something. So he wasn't very good. But um, <laughs> we're going to maybe crop that out. It's a new week. Not, but Take it out. Take it, it out. It, it's a new week. So... Put those bets down at DraftKings Sportsbook and use that code DNVR. If you haven't signed up yet, you got to get signed up. That'll be it for all. Uh, that'll be <laughs> that'll be that'll be all for us this week. That'll be um, all for, for those of you guys listening this week. We'll and are playing in the tournament on Saturday. We're looking so forward to it. Can't wait to see you guys there. We're gonna have a great time. Have a few Breck brews. Hit some long drives and. Uh, and some get some DNVR swag. So thank you guys all for signing up. Thank you all for listening. Tell a friend or seven. And we will talk to you guys next week after the tournament. After one, hopefully Mitch and I are playing nine and nine. So uh, if you see me completely buckled, just don't say anything. I'm gonna be in one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna be into one, and hopefully, and uh, check us out next week as well. We're gonna be doing a hole in one challenge on Monday. That'll be going live around 11, 11:30 for a couple hours, and we're gonna go to Spring Valley, the Valley of Fun, at number 17, and try to make a hole in one. So make sure you put that on your on your YouTube calendars once we get that up, and uh, check us out and see if we can. And make an ace on on camera so that's it for us this week we'll talk to you guys on next week thanks for listening peace